Thank you, Craig. Um, you guys didn't hear it, but uh, we're using a Discord bot right <laughs> now. And literally, um, he starts the recording by just going, do, do, do. Now recording, you know. Caleb, now recording. You do it better. Yeah. Now recording. <laughs> we don't have a name for this podcast. We don't even have an opening. But um, it's just we're just two friends, and we're going to talk about WandaVision. We got three episodes in so far, and we got a lot to talk about right Perfect. now. So, so much to break down. <laughs> So I guess let's just start in order, right? Let's just start yeah. with the first episode here first and episode. go from there. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like we should have rewatched it right before this recording, but we didn't. So hopefully we remember enough. Um, yeah. The third episode, real excited about that one. But let's start with the first. Yeah, the first episode, which now we have the episode titles. So the first one is called Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. <laughs> That's interesting. So did we not have the titles when we started them? Um, no, when they, um, when those two premiered, it just said episode one and episode two, and then, like, oh. day after, a couple days later, they gave the titles, but episode three had its title on there, on the yeah. first day. I, I saw it when I was watching episode three, I saw it, it was, like, Now in Color, right? That's the name of the episode. Yeah, right? now in Yeah, color. and I remember that, but since I hadn't seen the first and second episode today, I mm-hmm. didn't remember that they didn't have a title at all, but you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. interesting. So, so the episode title was "Live Before a Live Studio Audience." That's amazing. Okay, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that's interesting. So it it sounds like I mean I don't know what the um name of the second episode is. So I'm just assuming a pattern here based on the first and third episode. That one, that one is "Don't Touch That Dial." <laughs> okay, so "Don't, don't touch, touch That, that Dial" is a little different. The first and second one both are kind of like exactly what they say at the start of this any <laughs> sitcom from that era yeah um a the, the second one they don't say that i mean i guess they would say that for um a commercial maybe right but yeah but the, the first one itself. it could also like hint towards like sword watching them like watching the uh like, they can see what's happening in Wanda's uh, reality. Yeah, well, you just opened yes. a whole can of worms by even bringing up S.W.O.R.D., period. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about regarding S.W.O.R.D. Um, You're right. Actually, now this is... A, I'm going to blend a lot of Season 2 and Season 1 together here, and this is just because, obviously, they were both um, films, or not films, but at least they were both aired at the same day. Um, that was the first thing they did, was the first two episodes. and. That's important, because the first two episodes are the black and white episodes. And Marvel decided, let's show the first two first, because people aren't going to want to wait a whole extra week before they start getting their color episodes. I'm assuming that's what they thought, right? I don't know what other reason they would have had for... I don't um, know. Yeah, like, it's weird. Like, maybe they didn't think the first episode by itself was enough substance i don't know like the ending is still pretty good it's good i mean it it at least sets it up for like oh there's something weird going on out sorry did we see any sword things before the ending of the episode or was the ending of the first episode the first introduction to sword for us um the only like hint of sword in the entire mcu was at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home in the after credit scene when it shows Nick Fury on the spaceship. That yeah. was when all the sword speculation began, but there was no logo or anything. 
and we don't get that until this show. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the first episode was some. It was important because it, it it did introduce sore to us. So from a, the actual lore, aside from the sitcom perspective, which it's interesting, right? Because the show is kind of two shows. I mean, <laughs> it is a sitcom, and aside from it being a sitcom, it is a Marvel show. Yeah. So, but it's more a sitcom than it is a Marvel show. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Especially the first two episodes. Well, yeah. And most of we the start, third one, too. Yeah, but we're starting to get more Marvel and less sitcom, it seems, yeah. as we progress. Yeah, I think, yeah, the last three episodes, we already know, or, like, we've already heard that they're gonna basically be, like, everything going down. Like, it's pro- they're probably gonna be done with the sitcoms in that, those last three. Because... What we have left is uh, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, uh, from what we know so far. Wait, there's only three sitcom episodes left? So we think. <laughs> like, and how many episodes are we getting in total? There's nine this? episodes, so we have three more sitcoms, and then three of just, like, crazy shit happening. It's going to go down from there. <laughs> Literally. And the last three are supposed to be the longest, too. Like, almost an hour each. Oh, that's insane, because we've been getting, I mean, 20-minute episodes so far, yeah. so the show really, I mean, it's going to go hard with those last three. I'm very excited about that. For real. But, uh, but we could save the, uh, the speculation for the end. We should... We'll save that for the end. You're absolutely yeah. right. Right now, let's focus on these black and white episodes here. There's a very major thing I want to talk about, and this is an episode two thing. We can jump back and forth between episode two and episode one. Yeah. I, I, I kind of consider them one thing because it was the same week. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But, for example, um, the helicopter scene, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that's a major scene, you know? <laughs> you, yeah. You got your... Quote unquote toy helicopter. I think that was like, if I might be wrong, but that might have been the first time Wanda noticed something was wrong. Like, maybe. I mean, so I'm thinking um, if we go back to episode one, there's like, stop it, the guy choking, the boss choking. And Wanda looked concerned and she paused for a moment. I mean, sorry, was that was the first. That was now I want to backtrack even further because I'm I'm thinking of Vision with um him like confused about his job. Okay, (laughs) yeah, let's let's just go in order. So first episode, they move into their house. The Wanda is like talking to Vision about like them trying to attempt to be normal in their neighborhood. They don't want anybody to find out that they have powers or anything, and then. Yeah, then Vision goes to work, and he just works at, like, some office job, and all he does is, like, fill out papers or something. Well, they're calculating the inputs and outputs. (laughs) Exactly, but of what, though? (laughs) Well, the statistics, of course. His boss and his co-workers don't give him straight answers about what their job is and what they're doing. And he genuinely <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> and he can't get an answer because... He's very good at his real. job, but he doesn't he's know what so his job good. is. He's good at it because he's, like, a robot. 
But yeah, <laughs> nobody knows because I guess they didn't. Uh, the simulation. Didn't. <laughs> I mean, they didn't write that in. I guess Literally. apparently, whoever made the simulation, whether it was Wanda or some other third party, <laughs> um, character out there. But, but that's the thing, right? So Vision is the first one who really starts questioning what's going on here in a sense, because he's like, yeah. what is my job? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't think anything's wrong with the world yet. He just wants no. clarity on his work. <laughs> but it's interesting, because you have a job, and you don't know what your job's even about. And it's interesting that he didn't question further than that. And he kind of just accepted it. And it was almost like just a sitcom bit at that point. Yeah. But he didn't look further into it. And I thought that was very funny. And I love that they turned it into a sitcom bit because at the end of the day, it it is still more a sitcom than it is a Marvel show at this point. And I I love it. Yeah. And another like sitcom-y thing that was funny was how like they did the special effects where like you can tell everything's that's floating is like hanging on wires and shit but like <laughs> they did a really good job of like, that yeah yeah they like I mean, replicated like the production of those eras and i love that i mean there was just so much love put into keeping it faithful to the era in which it's based off of i mean to the extent that many times they use cartoon effects <laughs> such as when vision turns into human form oh my god his yeah. vision form they like use like cartoon sparkles face. and things. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I absolutely, I, I, I was in love with that. Many people might not be a fan of that, but um, I, I love those classic sitcoms. Um, my favorite being I Love Lucy, which we'll talk about that in a bit with episode two. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely some references to that. I feel like in episode two, yeah, but, even in episode one, okay, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. The thing is that whole like wife husband dynamic. Um, in a black and white sitcom. That's so I Love Lucy. That's what I Love Lucy's all about, right? I don't know any other huge sitcoms that are about a husband and wife living in households as much (laughs) as that show was. So they're definitely referencing that in these um, first couple seasons. I don't know if I Love Lucy ever got to color. I think it stayed black and white and ended before the next generation of sitcoms. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Something like also in the beginning of the episode was like when Vision walks into the kitchen and he like gets hit in the head with a plate. Yeah. And he like says, like, oh my wife and her flying saucers, and then she goes, My husband and his indestructible head. Yeah, so we know his head is not indestructible. I was about to say, so is that a reference? Like an ironic <laughs> reference to <laughs> Infinity War? Because it has to be. Because his head did not stand a chance. (laughs) His head literally broke. (laughs) (laughs) It broke. And And she watched it happen. I mean, this is definitely something she experienced. So it must be a reference to that. I mean, it. It has to be. I don't. I don't know what else it would be a reference to. Otherwise, there's no reason for her to even say that he has an indestructible head, unless that's like a thing in the comics. But I doubt it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it was just them being cheeky. <laughs> and what would the flying saucers mean? Like, would it mean like 
those donut ships like that Thanos' army came from or like oh that's very interesting like yeah i don't I, I don't know about the flying saucers thing i wonder if that's another um comic book reference um i don't know enough about scarlet witch in her powers but I don't, I don't think it's like that i don't know like i feel like it has to be something relating to the mcu like maybe it could be like in infinity war when she shows up to the fight and like there's like these giant like saw blade things going everywhere and like she moves them or i don't know you're absolutely true but well you're absolutely right i apologize <laughs> but, but aside from that I, I i don't think that she played enough of a part in that i don't i don't think that anyone associates her with those quote-unquote yeah, saucers which exactly. are more saw blades i think at that point they were probably just just calling the plates yeah. saucers because they're flying in the air which technically plates are saucers right i mean any, a saucer is just anything in that shape <laughs> but literally like those were literal saucers like, <laughs> just the dish like <laughs> yeah. a disc flying through the air um those are saucers and oh my god right aside f- after that i mean we get the advertisement i don't i mean that wasn't right after that but i'm just saying we get the ads the stark industries toaster we get an ad in every single episode but in the first episode yeah yeah you're right the first one is a stark industries toaster and i love that so much i did not (laughs) expect them to reference stark industries in that first episode for real and then also with this toaster ad we see like the first instance of color i think in like that whole episode with the red light because yeah. the blinking of the toaster itself that that had color, I I, I remember that. And right, unless I'm going ticking. crazy. Yeah, yeah. The light had color. It was red. I think that was the only color in that episode. Yeah, and until the I, end. Yeah, I, but at that point, it was no longer the sitcom anymore. That was that. I mean, that was Sword, right? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But yeah, and the ad. I, I love that it's Stark Industries just because obviously during that time period in which the sitcom is based on, which granted, what's interesting is the show doesn't take place during the time period of Stark Industries. Simply well, the illusion takes place during the time period of Star- well, Stark Industries it is constantly going on because of, you know, Tony, but <laughs> Yeah. And Howard, like technically like if in the fifties we know how But that's Stark- what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. In the 50s, Howard Stark is running Stark Industries. But what I mean is the show doesn't take place because the show takes place in... No. I mean, yeah. 20... 2024. Yeah, it takes place in the future, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it only 2024? I thought it was further in the future. Interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, it takes place in 2024. So mm-hmm. this Howard Stark Industries didn't exist yet. But the illusion still references... A company that existed during that time period. Yeah, which is cool. I love that. I love that because we don't get a lot of Howard Stark. And whenever I do, I mean, I just think it's really cool. Um, for example, when he showed up in Captain America, I mean, that was just oh yeah, that, that was like, amazing. Of course, that was yeah, <laughs> so exciting. And then they brought him back for um End End Game. Yeah, yeah. To, Tony got to see his dad. Yeah, Howard Stark is just. I mean, that's just the coolest thing. Uh, I wish we got more of him, to be quite frank. We don't get enough Howard Stark. So to get him there, um, which brings up another thing. The toaster, I don't know if you noticed, but I feel like it started blinking 
quickly, almost like a bomb or something else. Yes. Towards so, like, the end. Exactly. One of like the observations with these like ads are they relate to like traumas or like bad experiences in Wanda's life. So like with the oh. toaster being a Stark toaster and it ticking like a bomb. It's like in um, Age of Ultron when she said her and Pietro were like they were trapped under like a broken house and there was like a Stark missile lodged into the ground and like they were just staring at the word Stark thinking they were going to die at any moment until somebody came and like rescued them. Oh my god. That so, that's crazy. That, I mean that that's really deep. <laughs> I didn't even consider making that connection. <laughs> so but I mean I see it. I mean it makes sense cuz the first thing I thought was like that is ticking like a bomb. That Stark <laughs> toaster is ticking just like a bomb. That's going to explode or something. Nothing happened. Yeah. It just made toast. But still, yeah, that that's crazy. I mean well, that and just makes me wonder like, about the next couple ads. Yeah, and that was like what like one of the few moments where things were starting to get like weird in the episode too. It's like, why is this thing ticking like a bomb? And yeah, and it, it took for a really long time. It was ticking, and like the girl, the presenter was just standing there. It, it was very <laughs> <Yes>. out of. <laughs> I thought that was very funny because it it was like almost awkward in a sense because of how long it was ticking for. <laughs> like um, the ad should have been done. But it was ticking. <laughs> yeah. Um, after that, the major, um, I guess, breakout of the sitcom was when the boss began choking, right? Oh, yeah. Well, before that, like, we, we almost forgot that, like, um, well, the whole, one of the biggest plot points of the episode was that they had, like, that date had a heart on it on the calendar. Oh, and, yeah. and it was August 23rd. I don't think that specific day has any meaning, but that's what was marked on the calendar. And it yeah. had the heart, and Vision thought it was because of their dinner with Mr. and Mrs. Hart. But Wanda was taking it as, like, their anniversary. Yeah. I mean, and that was, I mean, that seemed like, I'm assuming it's nothing Classic more than just a sitcom, sitcom. plot yeah. point, right? I mean... <laughs> Classic that was just a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely a product of its time. <laughs> and I love that because essentially most of these sitcom plot points that they use are just the most popular plot points <laughs> they used for the shows of that time period. And mm. somehow, I mean, they still make it fresh. It's still interesting and funny, um, even though... We've seen it a hundred times if we've watched these classic sitcoms. Mm -hmm. But it's still a, a very good time, and they did it very well. They but, definitely did. Because you're still throwing these interesting characters. You don't. I mean, you didn't get a classic sitcom like this, which it's not just a husband and a wife. It's a husband and a wife of superpowers. Yeah. Exactly. They have superpowers. And that, that was unprecedented them. for the time period. And so because you're mixing such a classic concept with novel concepts and novel characters, quite frankly, mm -hmm. I mean, you're getting something completely fresh out of it. And yeah. I mean, that's what I'm liking about the show so far. Now, let's not make it um, let's not make a misunderstanding here. The show's not perfect, right? But so far, I'm just saying I'm enjoying the show. And I'm yeah. excited to see where it's going. 
Mm-hmm. But we don't need to get too deep about where it's going. But not yet, at least. Not not yet. But yeah, there was there was a misunderstanding, and we also got introduced to uh, what's her name? That Agnes, Agnes. The neighbor. I love yes. Agnes. Her, I mean that She's actress. So I, I don't I don't remember actresses. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. She's amazing. Everything she's in, she is phenomenal and. She's amazing in WandaVision. Uh, Such a good actress. And I'm so happy they casted her. Um, Her as a neighbor. She's so funny. She feels like she belongs in one of these classic sitcoms. (laughs) Like, her ability to be that annoying, over-energetic, and over-helpful neighbor is just, it's, it's so good. They did such a good job with her. I don't know what her job, like, what her role is outside of the sitcom. Like, oh, does yeah. she work for Sword, or did she just happen to live in this neighborhood before it got taken over? I don't know. So, um, in the first episode, we she doesn't really do anything like sus, like in the first episode at least. She was literally just a neighbor in the first episode, just playing her part in the sitcom. Yeah. yeah. But she has been, like, speculated to be a character named Agatha Harkness. Like, I guess they, like, built the name Agnes from that. Like, Agatha Harkness. I can see that. Yeah, taking each half of it. Mm -hmm. And um, who, in the comics, she, like, works with Mephisto, which, who is speculated to be a villain in this show, who, in the comics, Mephisto... He, like, um, wanted, like, Wanda's kids because they were, like, a part of him somehow. So she, I think he also, like, I don't forget if he altered her reality or or anything. But um, basically, he could be. He definitely has reality-altering powers, so he he can. (laughs) Yes, he could. But I, I don't know if that's how it went down in the comics. But um, I do know that he's after her kids, which in episode two, we get emphasis on, like, for the children. <laughs> but yeah. uh, before that, um, yeah. Also, back to Mephisto with the Stark uh, toaster. Like, if you look at the toaster upside down, it looks like it has a 666 on it, <laughs> which is... Oh, you're absolutely right. The devil's number, which Mephisto is marvel's devil yeah that is essentially the devil of the marvel universe i mean he's the one that gave ghost rider his powers and everything when he did the quote-unquote deal with the devil it was mephisto exactly and And there's um, there's a lot of theories that mephisto is the villain of this show i mean it's practically confirmed at this point right i mean yeah we're just waiting for him to show up (laughs) like at this point it does seem like in this in wanda's reality like there's like it seems like there's things where she is altering it, and then it seems like there's things where, like, Sword is, like, trying to get in there, and then things with Agatha, or with Agnes going on, where we think it's all Mephisto-related. And then, um, so yeah, I feel like he's gonna show up soon. And... Yeah, there's multiple competing parties for control over this pocket reality in a sense which brings us to the the dinner scene yes with 
the boss choking and the wife just on repeat saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. it." And then Wanda's just like sitting there like staring. That was a very uncomfortable scene. (laughs) (laughs) To put it simply. But it was the most powerful scene of that episode. I mean, that was the scene. It was like the climax of the episode. Yes, and he's choking on the ground and no one's doing anything. Until Wanda tells Vision to to save him, which he uses his powers like he puts his hand through him and grabs yes. the food out, and then right after saving him, they just get up and leave. Like they don't even acknowledge anything like what of what Vision just did or the fact that this guy was. Choking the powers he Because you were a very good question. Yeah. I mean, we're asking, what is your story? Yeah. I mean, he was stressing Wanda out and then he began choking and then there was hesitation. (laughs) (laughs) And was she going to kill him? (laughs) Like, was that her doing? Is she the villain of this story? (laughs) Like, I don't know if maybe, like, Mephisto could have been the one controlling the couple where they were trying to get in her head like that and then she reacted by choking him yeah i don't know it's it's very interesting it could have been her it could have just been a normal him beginning to choke or it could have even been mephisto or whoever pulling the strings yeah but her pause i mean i guess that was her being brought to reality for a moment and i don't know if it's just me but when I saw that scene, it almost felt like for a second there was like a bit of color in Wanda's face. And I that know what you f- mean. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't know if that's just me going crazy or if it was just like, be- like was it just because it, I could tell that she was being brought to reality that my mind associated that with color because that's what reality is to me. I don't you know. Might be onto something though because I feel the same way about a scene in the next episode. Really? Okay, but, I'm very um, curious. Because um, maybe so this is a reoccurring theme. Yeah, I think one last thing about episode one to note is that Agnes says she has a husband named Ralph, who um, they who wouldn't remember their anniversary unless it was written on like a beer bottle or something. And she mentioned June second as their date. And, like, June 2nd is apparently, like, the the day, like, the Salem Witch Trials started. Really? <laughs> yes. So, oh, my God. Yeah, like... I mean, this is just so on the nose. It has to be him, right? I mean, this is Mephisto. Yes. There, there's, there's, there's no way he, is, he has to be Ralph, like, whenever he shows up. Like, <laughs> I, I really, I really hope so because I, I think that's really. There's so many hints for it all to just be fake would be very upsetting at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and closing the episode, like it shows them like in a hexagon, and then it like pans out to them being on a TV screen, and then yeah. the aspect ratio changes to like widescreen since now Which, we're in the real world. Yeah, exactly. Whenever it goes to widescreen, I'm like, oh, okay, we're in the real world now. Like <laughs> we're outside of this sitcom. Mm-hmm. So and- we know whatever the sitcom is, it's happening in some quarantined area. Yes. Which I'm assuming is being monitored by S.W.O.R.D.? Yeah. At at the end of that first episode, we can see, like, the S.W.O.R.D. logo in that room, like, on the surveil, like, watching the WandaVision, like, surveillance. So let's talk uh, about S.W.O.R.D. Is S.W.O.R.D. like a new S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is that what it is? Is it a S.H.I.E.L.D. 2.0? Basically, yeah. And, Normally, um, does Nick Fury play a part in that? Because it seems like he is in this one, right? Or at least I from the end of Spider-Man. Does. I he believe did. he does. And, um... Yeah, so it seems like S.W.O.R.D. is, like, camped outside of, um, Westview. And they they know that something's happening to Wanda in there. And they're able to see it. And through other things we've seen that we'll talk about later, they're able to uh, interact with it. Yep. And, um, yeah, they're just trying to figure out what's going on with her and if someone else is doing something to her. And yeah, then th- that's how that first episode closes. And something to note about the hexagons, which goes back to Mephisto because a hexagon has six sides. <laughs> and... Um, interesting i I mean i didn't even consider that but you're absolutely right yes (laughs) so that's back on that 666 huh yeah the number six is like something to look out for because apparently on the clocks there are no sixes and there's a hexagon in every episode no way yes the second episode closes out with a hexagon and the first i mean the third episode starts with hexagons in its intro I didn't even notice that. That's insane. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's definitely something to look out for. Okay. So they have reoccurring um, Easter eggs. Yeah. A lot of six Easter eggs. Gotta find. Okay. So they know what they're doing. Yeah. Mephisto's out there without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> he has to be. <laughs> he absolutely has to be. And there's theories about who's casted as Mephisto, right? I mean, yes. Which. A popular theory is that it could be Evan Peters, because we do know that he is casted in this show, but we so don't know as for who. sure that he's in the show. We know that much. I'm, I'm, I think so. I think that is like a guarantee that he is in this show, but we don't know. He could be playing Mephisto. Maybe he could be just playing a multiverse version of Quicksilver from the X Men movies. Like, oh, that's very interesting. Which I mean, we can get to that later. Yeah. But, but um, it, it is interesting, the idea of um, him playing Mephisto. Um, that would be I mean, cool. I, I, I think he'd be a cool Mephisto. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, it's always good to add talent. And there's a lot of people from that X-Men cast that we loved. Yeah. I wonder if Mephisto's going to be a recurring character, or if his presence will just be in this show i just feel like he's such a big character that he'll probably play a part in more than just the wandavision show i hope he does quite frankly yeah it would be really cool 
I mean, this is the devil of this universe, so he's got to <laughs> play a big part. He has to, for real. Um, I do mean, you have anything else about episode one? With episode one, the so the only color, the only case of color within the sitcom, not after the sitcom, in which we get back into reality, was was the blinking light. Was the Mm-hmm. In that case, the only thing I, I have to say about it, actually, I don't know if this is episode one or episode two. Did we get the cartoon intro already in episode one, or did that only that start? Episode... That's episode two. Yeah. Okay, and then I don't have anything to say about episode one anymore that I haven't said. Uh-huh. Um, but starting with episode two. Wait, wait, wait! I have something. Oh, you have something to add? Have okay. Let's one go. last tidbit about episode one is that there's a wine bottle in the episode where um its brand is in french it's maison du Maprice, and it has a m logo on it and this is um led to be um like translated it could be translated two ways but one of the ways is house of misery which um there's a popular scarlet witch comic called house of m which basically has her like changing reality and shit so which is, seems to be an inspiration on this show well that's very fun it's a very fun reference if that's yeah. what it is um but yeah it makes sense that's very cool mm-hmm. yeah so there i have more to say about that when we get to like predictions and stuff interesting okay very excited about that okay (laughs) so just to start with episode um two then i really liked um that little cartoon intro that they did for episode two i thought that was very cute very charming very fitting with the time period i wasn't expecting them to put that much care into it quite frankly i thought they were going to reuse the same intro essentially for each one Yeah, no, they're going hard on the intros. Every yeah, it seems like we're getting a unique intro each episode. It seems yeah, like that's what we're getting. Era. Yeah, and I love that. It's very fun. I mean, making cartoon intros, making cartoon anything, you know, that's not an easy job. So for them to throw that in there, which they've never really done cartoons, it's very cool of them. Um, yeah, I don't know if there were any secrets or Easter eggs in the cartoon um, intro, but just. In general, the intro was very fun. Yeah, I'm sure there's something in there. I believe there's a hexagon in there with like some stars like forming mm-hmm. the shape of the hexagon. Okay. Then, but also like something funny like in sitcomy from like that beginning of that episode was like how they have their beds separated. <laughs> And and they're trying to sleep, and then like there's like some noise outside, and then um, Wanda's like turning the lights on and off with her powers. Yeah. And then didn't it turn out like there it was just like a tree branch or something outside? It was just a tree branch. Yeah, knocking on the window. Yeah, but do you think that that was just them doing like a sitcomy trope, or do you think maybe some outside force was knocking on their window? I mean, that's a good question, right? I mean, it could have been something just like this is going a bit further ahead, but there, there's a scene later on. We'll talk about it later. I mean, a, a, a character shows up from outside of the sitcom and messes with the sitcom in a sense. 
and then the reality's undone. Um, so I'm wondering if this is a scenario, yeah, in which something outside the sitcom is trying to contact her, and she undoes it and turns it into a tree branch. Maybe. Yeah. It could Maybe. have been something like that. Um, yeah, that's not a bad theory. It's not. I just, I feel like for a lot of those scenes, whenever it happens, they show us the real thing first, mm-hmm. kind of, and then show reality being warped to match the sitcom. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm assuming that it, it was just a sitcom trope in this case, because they would have shown us someone trying to contact her or someone actually knocking first. Probably. But um, I will say that in that scene, um, she gets scared and she brings the beds together <laughs> um, and then turns it into one bed. Yeah. And that... So I, I, I used to be a big fan of... Well, I, I still like I Love Lucy quite a bit, but I used to watch it quite a lot as a kid because my friend's mom mm-hmm. was a huge fan of the show. She would just put it on VCR for us when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And a big thing was that early on in I Love Lucy, the couple would sit in um, separate beds because <laughs> that's just how it was on, um, on TV back in the day. Yeah, um, it was. You don't you know, want to imply anything. Yeah, a little too scandalous to be in the same bed <laughs> together as a husband and wife. You know, you know <laughs> what's going on there. <laughs> but in this one, she brings the beds together and turns it into one bed, and, and then they go under, and... and then they go under, and it seems to be a <laughs> reference to the fact. <laughs> Who knows what's going on there? We know. Um, a reference to something that happens later in the episode. <laughs> I don't know. Something I genuinely happens. don't know what they did under there with the vision <laughs> being a part of the <laughs> equation. <laughs> like, in any other case, we know what's going on under there, but in this case, we genuinely don't. Vision, vision likes to get down. <laughs> vision can't get down. <laughs> Actually, Vision can get down, according to Paul Bettany, the actor who plays Vision. Wait, is this a real thing? He had something to say about how Vision can get down, and he said that it's purple and that he can change its density. I did not know this! (laughs) So, Vision gets down. Why say that it's purple? I guess because Vision's purple, I guess. Vision I mean, purple or he's not red? even purple like that. Yeah, he's like red, like magenta. Is he burgundy? He's he's something. He's he's I don't know. He's like magenta. He's like kinda like a dark pink, like Yeah. That's uh, very interesting. I didn't purple. know that there were <laughs> statements about his ability to do the do. <laughs> All right, and they did the do, apparently. But <laughs> back to what I was saying, around this time period, um, I Love Lucy, they finally... So over time, they were slowly bringing the beds to get closer and closer together to kind of ease the audience into being okay with the couple sleeping together. Yeah. To the point that eventually, it was literally just two beds touching each other. <laughs> and at that point... They were just like, all right, let's just do it. Let's just make it one bed. And they finally, <laughs> Lucy and her husband were in one bed. Now they yeah. turned that entire era of like easing the audience into it into just one scene 
<laughs> in WandaVision episode 2. Oh, yeah. Just whoop. Whoop. And then using magic, turn it into one bed. But I loved it because it, it was a reference to that censorship and like the censorship going away. Yeah. And I mean, they took it a whole step further and literally just went under the beds and had sex, which was kind of like the fear <laughs> that everyone had with I Love Lucy. I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? It was like, oh, we'll show you what they were going to do. Um, <laughs> so, big fan of that scene. <laughs> big fan. Vision getting down. <laughs> Vision getting down. Now, I'm trying to remember the chron- chronology of that episode, but what is the major thing that happens after that? Is that, do we so, see the helicopter then, or is there more I important things first? Think, I do Yeah, I think the helicopter thing happens next, and then Vision goes to the guys, and then they do the magic show. Yeah, but, okay. Um, so yeah, pretty early on, <laughs> Wanda, she goes outside her house, and she finds a helicopter, but the helicopter is in color. <laughs> And has a sword logo. He has a sword logo, which is a very big deal to us. I don't think <laughs> she recognizes the sword logo just yet at this point. Yeah. But, but she takes note of it. And yes. that's important. And, yeah. And also from like a trailer or like an ad or something, we see a helicopter, like an actual sword helicopter going through the the reality bubble. So oh, that's interesting. So this is how it came out on the other end. So like, you think that's the same helicopter? So Yes, I think it's the same helicopter. I think <laughs> they tried to fly in there and then it turned into a toy. That's so interesting. <laughs> and I mean what happens to the passengers? Do they die? I think, <laughs> Who knows? Like, maybe they jumped out or maybe they're toys. Have they been toyified? <laughs> But this is now like the second time that Wanda is like seeing something strange. Yeah, and she's questioning reality once again, or just uncomfortable with her situation in a way that is similar to the choking scene from previous. Yeah, like she's unhappy that things are interfering with like her perfect life that she's trying to make for her envision. I do wonder, like, for her living in black and white, like, I mean, how does seeing something in color affect her? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, she, she, she after that, she kind of just tosses it, right? I mean, she just leaves it in the bush. Yeah, it's like, like with the other things, like, she doesn't want to deal with them, and she wants to keep going back to living her perfect life. Like, so she saw that, and she's like, all right, forget this. But yeah. she does speak to Agnes in the scene, and like there's like a mailman coming to like I guess deliver mail to Wanda's house, and the mailman's like, "Don't shoot the messenger." <laughs> yeah, and then Agnes is like, "Pew pew pew!" <laughs> like, <laughs> and people are thinking that like there's some deeper meaning to that with really who could be the messenger is Sword trying to send a message to Wanda. And maybe right there, Agnes just blocked it from happening. That's another so interesting. Thing, yeah, another thing with Agnes in the scene is she's wearing like a brooch, which is uh, the same brooch that Agatha wears in the comics. So that also kind of confirms more of like who she is. So people think that Agnes is going to be a villain of this show. Yes. Is that right? 
that's yeah that's one of the popular theories right now and we seem to be getting hints with it especially how later in the episode uh well we'll get to that later uh, <laughs> but yeah at this point i mean wanda after talking to agnes and the um delivery guy i mean she just kind of discards the the helicopter and just leaves it in the bush right i mean we yeah. don't really see it again after that no but no. this is our second case of seeing color in the show <laughs> yes in the, in the sitcom yes true second case of color second case of uh, a glitch in the matrix <laughs> but first time one of the main characters is seeing it yeah or sorry i, I mean first time one of the characters is seeing color i should say Yes, yeah. Because the other one was in an advertisement, which I guess no one sees. Because yeah, that, I don't know if it's like for fun. Yeah, like, that's for us, right? I mean, yeah. I no one else is seeing that, unless the presumption is that they're watching TV and they see the advertisement. Who knows? But yeah, very interesting. This so. oh no, I was just saying. I mean, it is definitely yeah. setting up for quite a lot there with the sword and the helicopter and the colors and. After that, I'm assuming, she, does she go to that little meetup with all the women at this point? Or does yes, it cut the vision? I think so. I mean, we can go out of order here. Yeah, but, I um, guess we'll get yeah, each other. With the color and like the ad from the first episode, then we get the ad in this episode, which is the Strucker Hydra Watch. Yes. Which... <laughs> <laughs> which the watch, like, well, first of all, with Strucker being the reference to, like, Age of Ultron and, like, the end credit scene of uh, Winter Soldier where we see Wanda and Pietro, like, in, like, the Hydra base um, before they get, or, like, after they've been experimented on and we see, like, she's moving blocks and then she, like, crushes them. And then yeah. we see Pietro in the other cell, the other cell, just like running back and forth, like into the wall. <laughs> yeah. So, um, sorry, is is Strucker a notable brand or something in the MCU? Or Strucker's is the just... guy. He's the oh. guy. He was that Hydra guy with like the monocle, and he oh, was in the beginning of Age of Ultron. Yeah. So this yet again relates to like another incident in her in wanda's life right you mentioned that each of the advertisements had a specific thing related to her life yeah so, so this is a reference to her being trapped in yeah to in strucker yeah her experiences with strucker and wow so similar to the first ad the clock or like the hand on the watch starts like ticking really fast <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. See, yeah. I noticed it in the first one, and I was like, oh, this is like a bomb. It's going to explode. I did not <laughs> notice it with episode two. I was not paying enough attention, clearly. But that's interesting. So it starts it starts ticking quickly, yeah. kind of like a bomb in this one, too. I wonder mm. what it means. Does it, Are there theories about what that can mean? I, I don't know exactly. Like, I know that they're similar to each other, the two ads. But with the ticking and, like, Strucker, I don't know if it means, like, she was running on time or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's just meant to create a sense of urgency in general, and that's just what the t the ticking and the, of the, you know, the, not clock, but 
you know, the light and the ticking of, well, the watch. Yeah, both of them ticking. Is that just meant to be urgency? Um, yeah. Like, you need to get out of here? Or, probably, because or this what? is also, this is happening in the pocket reality. So, like, this could just be going on in her head. Like, it literally, that could just be in her head, her thinking of that, and then it starts ticking and, like, getting crazy, and then she snaps back to... <laughs> Uh, You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which then... yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, the the idea of it being in her head, um, I, I've had a question about it for quite a while, but it's just like, is she controlling the reality or is this Mephisto? Who, who controls it? It seems like she has at least some input on what happens in the reality, which makes sense, right? She has reality warping powers. Yes. So, so she's definitely she's making all this happen, but he's putting influence on her and you know, we see like when the little things go wrong that it's it seems to be like a combination of either him or just getting in her head or something like Yeah, cuz in in many cases like she wants the reality she yeah. wants this, but in other cases, she's confused as if she doesn't know she's in this. True. Yeah, it's like she's like brainwashing herself to thinking that that's real. And then when the little things happen that snap her out of it, she gets upset. Yeah, so it's a very interesting duality in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, something that... <laughs> isn't necessarily, well, it's related to the episode, but I don't remember when it happens, but I saw it on the internet, was that there's actually a picture of Vision with his shirt, um, and you see some of his human skin. That's for the third episode. Oh, Oh, that's in the third episode. Okay, then we can wait on that. But (laughs) but I I thought that was very funny. Um, I really don't (laughs) know if that's intentional or not. I think that was just a slip-up. That's probably just a slip up, to be honest. That's a, um, that's a Game of Thrones um, coffee, coffee yeah. Yeah, Starbucks coffee scene, <laughs> right there. Yeah, they have a another similar slip up on like the Infinity War poster on Winter Soldier's arm on his metal arm, like really? near his hand. Like, you can see a little bit of his wrist is exposed between, like, the end of the arm and, like, the glove. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, okay. So, they, and, they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. There's always going to be yeah. some slip-ups. Sometimes these things happen, even to the best. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was very interesting. But, yeah, that's an episode <laughs> three thing. Um, so, yeah, after um, the advertisement, I, I figure we talked about everything about the ad, right? There's something else to yeah, I talk think about there. Do you want to talk about Vision, or do you want to talk about what happened with the little meeting? Um, you know what? Let's start with the Vision one first, because I think the actual meeting with um, the women ends up yeah. having something more interesting after yeah. that. So the Vision one, I mean, that that was mostly just a a, a fun sitcom scene. I mean, yes. you know, they're having... <laughs> The guys are having a meeting. Yeah, the neighborhood watch. The neighborhood watch. And then it turns out that they're all just 
um, you know, just spreading rumors and having fun. And they're not productive people at all. They made it sound super exclusive and important. Yeah. Which, um, very fun for the time. But and then, you know, Vision gets some gum, right? And then he swallows it by accident. <laughs> And then it has a whole cartoon scene <laughs> showing the inner workings of Vision, quote-unquote. And I guess the gum somehow gums up the gears in this light form. As if he's an extremely basic robot with three gears powering him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not working good anymore. <laughs> no, I mean he's practically he starts acting drunk at this point from the gum. Yeah, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the episode he's wasted off of this piece of gum. <laughs> I mean I didn't I didn't expect for gum to be the weakness of vision, <laughs> quite frankly. He doesn't even need to eat. Like he could let that Phase through his body. Yeah, that's the thing, right? He can literally phase through things. He stopped a choking man from choking by using that power. Yeah. So why can't he phase his arm through himself and pull it out? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very funny. It's very silly. And it makes me think it, this isn't an actual issue that Vision has. I don't think if Vision actually ate a piece of gum that he would react this way. Yeah, I think it's sure. literally just another reality warping sitcom trope that of they course. did to him. Yeah, so, I'm sure it was just for to be funny. Yeah, obviously there's works. not like three gears in his stomach, but <laughs> <laughs> that aside, yeah, I don't, I don't think that would have actually affected him outside this reality. Yeah, and then we don't see Vision again until the magic show. But before the magic show is the meeting with, like, all the women in the town, and they're having, like, the committee or whatever. And, yeah. they have, and they're doing the For the Children fundraiser. For the children. For the children. And we meet Geraldine, who is actually not Geraldine. Gerald, this character, is um, actually... Monica Rambeau, who is the daughter of Maria Rambeau, who was Captain Marvel's best friend. And that's huge. And we found that out when When they casted her, basically. When they casted her, they told us. Yeah, they told us who she was. And we also know she's going to appear in Captain Marvel 2. That's very interesting. And she is um, the part of Sword, right? Yeah, she's with Sword. That's very interesting. I mean, how much time had passed since Captain Marvel to this episode? Is that like 30, 40 years? I don't even know. Captain Marvel is like in the 90s, like 94, 95, I think. So then this being like either 2023 or 2024, it's 9001. Yeah, like 30 years, kind of. Yeah, I mean, she's gotten a lot done now. I mean, she's working for S.W.O.R.D., so good for her. Um, and actually, like, yeah, if she was, like, young girl, like, 10, and then she, 30 years later, um, maybe, yeah, she would probably be much older than what we see her as, so maybe she, bl- she blipped. 
She could have blipped. You're absolutely right. And that would have mid thirties. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, people can be younger or older than they were when we last saw them, <laughs> and they can explain it through the blipping if they so choose. Yes. <laughs> so we never really know who's going to be a younger character, who's going to be an older character. Now, I mean, we can end up seeing a Miles in the future, and he's like not yeah. even that much younger than Peter. Cause <laughs> For real, honestly, didn't blip. <laughs> so they, there, there's a lot they could do there, but it is fun because. Um, just the idea of bringing characters from other um, movie series, quote-unquote, there's only one um, Captain yeah. Marvel movie right now, but, you know, it's going to be a series, we know that. Yeah. Um, into other shows and works, I mean, that's the thing, right? In the first, like, phase, things weren't really as interconnected. They were all kind of their own thing. Yeah. You didn't see other characters from other things as much, unless it was, like, an after credit scene. Yeah. But now it's all just, like, one big thing and yeah, it, it's, it's so connected yeah it's great <laughs> like practically guaranteed to see things from other series and yeah it, it's such a good time to see that i mean just you're seeing the side character from captain marvel in a wandavision show <laughs> on disney plus for real and <laughs> that's, that's not even the only character that makes a return like from another insane. movie yeah, yeah. so it, it, it's very cool um, it, it gets me very excited. I mean, we get we have at least three more shows coming. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Year? Yeah, this Not year this we got, year, but in total. Oh yeah, do we, we got a lot more. Shows do we have coming. three more shows this year alone? Yes, we got Falcon, Loki, and What If. Oh no, we have more than three. We also have Miss Marvel and Hawkeye coming this year. Miss Marvel is this year. Yeah. Oh, this year is jam packed, huh? Yeah, the whole year is like every week we're gonna be getting uh, Marvel content. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, we um, went on a bit of a tangent there, but back to the actual show here. So they had their little meeting, and you know, they were doing it all for the children, and th- the for the children thing was apparently a little reference people were claiming, right? I mean, that's. Oh yeah, related to Mephisto once again. Yeah, like wanting Wanda's kids, and you know, there's instances between both these episodes where people are like, "Oh, when are you having kids?" So that's absolutely right. They did ask about the kids in the first episode too. So kids are a reoccurring thing. But interestingly, there's no kids in this in this world. Like... Where the fuck are the children? <laughs> <laughs> There's no kids, but there's emphasis on kids. For which children? (laughs) For Wanda's children. You're absolutely right for all adults. It's so weird because, like, everybody in unison is like, for the children. Like, what the hell? It was definitely like a creepy chant type thing. Like a cold. And then Wanda comes right after. Uh, oh yeah, for for the children, <laughs> for real. Like she's just playing along in this. But um, I love that. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, and in this scene, we meet this uh, lady who's like in charge of the meeting. Her name's Dottie, and um, 
she does say this one thing about like the devils in the details and then right when she says that agnes says to wanda that's not the only place he's been which is such a huge tease towards mephisto yeah that's <laughs> so big that's I mean, that's pretty much them spelling it out for us at that yeah, point. Come that on. was the confirmation. Like, <laughs> we didn't need any more than that. Like... But it's real fun that they did that. I mean, not only did they, you know, essentially say, yeah, Mephisto's in this, they, they said, like, yeah, Agnes is related to him. Yeah, he, she's working with him somehow. She knows about him. Um... Yeah, like, and and people think that that's her husband is Mephisto. yeah Ralph because we haven't seen him yet and yeah I want to see Ralph man I want to <laughs> see him. what he looks like <laughs> is he gonna be Evan Peters like <laughs> like if Ralph is Evan Peters then we know Evan Peters <laughs> is Mephisto of course like there would be no other explanation man I just I can't wait. Because I think first they're going to reveal Mephisto as a human, and then eventually they'll finally reveal him in his, you know, red form or whatever he's going to look like. Yeah, we're definitely going to see Ralph first. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm very curious to see what Mephisto's actual, like, demon form ends up looking like. How they decide to do the makeup and all that. For real. This show is basically like a horror show. <laughs> like, <laughs> like most of the time we're seeing how calm it is, but then when shit happens, it happens. Oh, and yeah. Settling and and we get that after or like during this meeting, like um the radio in the background, we just start hearing a transmission through it and we hear Jimmy Woo's voice. Jimmy Woo is the FBI guy from Ant Man and the Wasp. This is another perfect example. We get to see another, or hear, a character from another series. Exactly. And he's returning. He's probably working with Sword. And he's saying, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? And then she starts to like zone out and she like notices that. And Dottie's talking to her at the same time, and she's holding a glass, and then Dottie, like, glitches out and crushes the glass in her hand, and cuts her hand, and we see her blood, and it's red. It's in color, yeah. It's in color. And for me, when I was seeing this scene, like, after, like, she cut her hand, and then, like, they show Wanda's face and Dottie's face, like, it seemed like... Wanda's eyes had color, and Dottie's eyes were, like, reddish. Like, I don't know if that was just, like, my mind playing tricks on me, but this was, like, how you said you thought you were seeing color in the first episode. I thought I was seeing color in this this scene. Yeah, this is the second time that I noticed that there was, like, a hint of color. And once again, I didn't know if I was going crazy or if it was just, (laughs) like... They they put a very subtle hint of color in there to see make it seem like she's like almost breaking out of the reality. Yeah, and then in this scene, I believe on the clock on the radio there was no six on it. <laughs> Going Once back again, to the whole six thing. And this scene tells us that like people are worried about Wanda on the outside, and they think something somebody else is doing something to her. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, when they said, like, who's doing this to you? It's like, oh, so is she not doing it to herself? So it it must be someone else. 
So yeah, definitely or both <laughs> or both. Yeah, could be both. But there are people outside that are worried about her and mm-hmm. trying to get her out of this. Yeah. Um, but it, it is interesting because the blood, the blood didn't come from outside. I mean, the no, blood just came from her hands, but it was in color. Yes. So we've seen color in the ad. We've seen color from the helicopter, and now we've seen it from the blood. Yeah, and. At this point, my main thing that I was thinking was when they eventually get to the color episodes, right now... Yeah, there won't be emphasis like that. on. Yeah, things. right now we get emphasis of like, oh, these things are out of place because they're in, in color in a black and white world. <laughs> you show us something in color in an in-color world and it's definitely going to be much less out of place. Yeah, and harder to track down like if something's wrong. So it it almost seems like how they emphasize things is going to have to change in the future episodes from now on. Yeah. Which might be okay because right now we're still ramping up, but I imagine as things kind of get crazier, it'll, it'll matter yeah. less in a Correct. sense. But yeah. I mean, this is the last black and white episode so like that was the main trope you know the misunderstanding was the main trope of the previous one and then definitely just covering stuff up that's happening in the background yes, it, 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 i loved it i mean i loved that it was like her turning <laughs> oh my god the t not the the piano, the piano. scene that was my grandma's piano into, yeah, she turned a piano into cardboard that was my grandmother's piano but like clearly (laughs) turning the man's grandmother's piano into cardboard (laughs) I mean that's out of place you know for real like and he it almost like he missed it too like Like, he totally noticed but still nobody (laughs) says anything it's like she didn't even have to cover anything up people were still gonna play along no matter what she did yeah, like Vision was just drunk off the gum and he was showing his powers and Wanda had to keep hiding it with everything. Like Vision starts flying and then she like makes like the strings and stuff and the ropes like come like, up. Oh yeah, that was there the whole time, right? Yeah. yeah. But then nobody can explain how she made Geraldine like show up in the box. She literally just teleported in the box. And why her? Like, I guess she felt like a connection with her. Like, I don't know. They spoke briefly, and I guess she felt. Geraldine was the only one not sitting in the audience, right? I don't know. I I don't. 
remember if she was. Wasn't she the one that was in the back talking to Vision? Telling him, mm. you're up next. Oh, you might be right, yeah. Yeah, so I figured that was the main reason why she used her, was simply just because she wasn't a, amongst everyone else in the audience. Yeah. And so then that, the talent show happens, and then... I mean, I they lost her. anything else notable about the talent show? I'm trying to, I mean, I know Geraldine literally asks, like, how did you get me in the yeah. box? He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, Wanda's like a magician that reveals um, her secret, and I guess everyone just accepts that answer, and it's okay from there. It's like, oh, this is how I teleported from one place to another. It's just, oh, that's magic, right? They probably think Geraldine walked in through the back, but... They probably yeah. do, but the well, fact she that... she doesn't. Yeah, like, she knows she got teleported, and she asked, and <laughs> was not given a proper explanation. Not at all. And she just accepted it. <laughs> so, clearly, she's just being controlled to accept whatever excuse she was given. Yeah, or she's playing along just to keep getting closer to Wanda. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I don't know... It's weird because it's hard to tell who is playing along and who's being controlled to think in a certain way. Because it yeah. seems like other people occasionally break out of it too. It, it's super weird. Yeah, everybody has their moment. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, we're almost at episode three now. <laughs> yeah. Um, after the wedding, I mean, they, not the, the wedding, the show, they go back home. Oh, yeah. And then she has a baby bump. <laughs> she has a baby bump. And where did the baby bump come from? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, we saw what happened in the beginning. We saw where it came from early in the episode. <laughs> but it happened fast. It uh, was very quick. I mean, she was, what did they say at this point? Like, five months pregnant? I don't even know. Um, uh, after a day, for real, and but yeah, before they talk with the doctor about the baby, so they're inside talking to each other. They see the baby bump, and then they hear something outside. They go outside, and out like coming out of the sewer in the street is a beekeeper with the sword logo on his back, and then yeah. he, he faces them. And then Wanda's like, no. And she rewinds the whole moment to go back into the house, but then instead, like, they're happy, and then everything turns in color. Yeah. And this, when I first saw the beekeeper, I mean, the first thing I thought was, like, that's a hazmat suit, right? Like, that's not a beekeeper outfit. Yeah. I Um, think someone came in with a hazmat suit, and it got transformed once they walked into that reality. Yeah, that's that's definitely what happened. And I think there is another like scene from a trailer or something where we see a guy with a hazmat suit. Oh, so, interesting. I think yeah, it's like the helicopter thing. But this is another example of like definitely Wanda changing reality and not yeah. something else. Like Wanda wanted that and she made it happen and she undid it. Yeah, and she moved on from it. Like, that wasn't Mephisto. That was all her. That's her fault. She... Yeah. So she wants this as much as Mephisto does to an extent. Yeah, like, she... Yeah, she's like, these people are messing with me, and I just want to do what I want. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, Weird. she just wants to be comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> Why is she getting comfortable, though? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember. So, I mean, after that, and Not she whatever. undoes it, and it's her and her husband. We get we get color at this point, right? I mean, yeah, her and Vision—they're looking at the baby, and then it breaks into color. And it, I mean, that was real cool for everyone because it's like, oh, we're gonna get color episodes now. So you know, we actually get to see the color of outfits now. Something that doesn't change is the aspect ratio remains the same. Do you think the aspect ratio will eventually change to a widescreen in future? generations of the sitcom i think it will i don't i i think maybe in the 70s it was still like four three aspect so that's why it probably stayed the same but i think when we get more modern it's gonna be like widescreen like the whole episode yeah because i don't know like what generation or what year we got widescreen shows I don't know when yeah. that happened. I don't know if that's only in the 2000s or even the 90s, maybe. I guess the 90s, right? Yeah, I would think the 90s, maybe late 80s or something. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll find in out one next of the week. <laughs> I guess we'll find out next week, won't we? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but aside from that, was there anything else major that happened after the show went into color in that second episode? In the second episode? No, I think it game? just. Ended, oh yeah, it ended was with there any sword that. stuff that happened like at the end? Or I think yeah, it was that... just Beekeeper. Yeah, first episode it broke out into the reality with sword, which someone was watching the TV. But I think in the second episode it went to color and just ended. Yeah, and then yeah, now we're at episode three. Now in color. <laughs> now in color, we got the color, guys. Very exciting. I mean. Now we really get to see the wardrobe, um, whatever yeah. they use. In- we jumped from 60s to 70s. Yep, and it, it's fun. I mean, getting to actually see the color of the outfits and what they ch- chose to use is very exciting. Quite <laughs> frankly. <Vision's> hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his hair change. <laughs> so that w- I wasn't expecting hair changes to happen. I guess... <laughs> Like, was that reminiscent of that time period? I don't even know. I think so. Her hair was too. Like, yeah, I guess changes every episode. Yeah, I guess their outfits gonna change every episode, and their hair too to match the time period. I did find his hair like it definitely caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean. I was very excited for this episode because it kind of feels like almost like the start of the show for real because we're getting color now. Um, I do wonder if we're going to get the first two episodes in color in some type of special feature later on. Because they said apparently Vision isn't even red in the black and white versions, right? He's blue or something? Yes, like Paul Bettany said that he they had to paint him like blue so that it would look right in the black and white. I would love to see this blue vision. It's for real. We need I want, this. I want to see what it looks like in color. So yeah. I hope I hope they do that one day. They don't have to, but it would be a fun little detail. 
it would be fun to see because they did show like some behind the scenes of those episodes in color, but they didn't show us Vision being blue. They very per- like specifically avoided showing us. Vision. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got now in color, and you get the intro more hexagons, <laughs> more hexagons this time. Yeah, <laughs> like very fun. Oh, <laughs> um, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> they got a baby. I mean, I mean, they yes. or at least a baby bump. You know. Yes. Now she's like four months along, and it's only been like a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes me think of Twilight with the vampire baby growing really fast. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting the baby to grow so quickly. I don't know what the deal is with this baby. It makes me wonder: is the baby real? I don't. I, I just don't. Why does it grow so fast? Is it yeah. because Vision's like DNA, whatever he or has? Or maybe in it? it's her doing it. <laughs> like, like, can she warp reality to make her kids grow quickly? <laughs> <laughs> she probably could. Like, I guess so. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we we don't know like why it's growing so fast. She doesn't seem to know why it's growing so fast. So maybe she this is very confused. Quite frankly, maybe, she seems not even to want it. I mean, so yeah, maybe this is Mephisto like somehow making the baby grow faster because that's what he wants. <laughs> yeah, and they discuss like the name of the baby too. They're saying like a bit, uh, Vision wants it to be Billy and. Wanda wants it to be Tommy, which these are actually from the comics. Um, that Wanda's kids, uh, Billy Kaplan and Tommy Shepard, become like young Avengers, Wiccan in speed. Yeah, I, I I don't know why they have different last names, but yeah, Billy and Tommy are Wiccan in speed, and Wiccan is like. He kind of, I think he has like some magic powers and he's also like strong. And then speed is basically just like Quicksilver. He's like the speedster. Okay. And we do end up seeing that at the end of the episode with them being twins. Yeah. But it was they, fun uh, to see them argue over the name. <laughs> only to give us both, of course. For yeah. anyone who reads the comics, they already knew that was going to happen. So. I do wonder if. The whole like Billy being named after William Shakespeare. <laughs> if that's canon or if that's just the version of the show. Because <laughs> I don't I don't know. Is Tommy and Billy are those like just random names that whatever author came up with, or are those named after other characters? No idea. But yeah. I mean at the end of the day, I mean Tommy's just a proper American name. So <laughs> I mean, it was definitely a good choice, you know. <laughs> Real, like good old William Bakespeare. So. Yeah, not William, not Thomas, but Billy and Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this this whole episode was about the baby bump kept getting bigger, and every time she felt like pain and discomfort, like she was changing things around I mean, her. Yeah, this episode didn't actually have too much in the way of plot, right? I mean, it was really just about her with the baby and giving birth. And yes. that's all this episode was. 
and Vision left. He was gone most of the episode because he went to go get the doctor and bring him back home for the the baby to be born for the delivery. Yes. <laughs> but um, while he was gone, I mean, we got to see more of um, what's her face, Geraldine, <laughs> not Geraldine. Geraldine, which is real fun. Um, and she has a sword necklace. <laughs> She has a sword and necklace. Now, I'm trying to remember. It was before Vision left. Oh, but Geraldine already showed up at this point. But Vision I, was leaving. I think and... it's when he comes back. Oh, is it when he comes back with the neighbors? But he does speak to one of the neighbors in the beginning. And right. the guy's, like, cutting his hedges. And then he's, like, cutting into the wall. And he's just, like, blank stare. Like, in Get Out. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely a Get Out moment. <laughs> but it definitely like just the idea of um like the main character talking to their neighbor cutting the hedges or just being on the other side of the fence that's a reoccurring theme for the sitcoms of that time period so that was really fun in general yeah. it's like oh yeah look he's talking to his neighbor i mean <laughs> i feel like there was i think full house did that i don't know if full house from that time period but at least full house uses that trope too Yes. And, Cutting um, into the wall, though. Is <laughs> yeah, and he's just like blank stare, still cutting. Yeah, Vision <laughs> points it out, and then he continues yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah, in this episode, Vision starts to know, notice things are weird. <laughs> he's really noticing in this episode. I mean. <laughs> yeah, then he leaves, and then Wanda's home alone the whole episode. And quote unquote alone. Well, alone as far as vision. Yeah, as far as vision is concerned. Because then not Geraldine comes up. And, <laughs> and she's and then, like just talking to Wanda the whole time. And Yeah, I mean, she's asking for things. Wanda's hiding her baby bump. Yes. Very badly hidden. And Stork. The stork, which for some reason Vision's power, wow, Vision, Wanda's powers didn't work on the stork. Yeah, that was sus. Like, why, like, was that like a Mephisto stork? Like, that's what I thought when she was using her powers and it didn't work. I was like, that's Mephisto or something related to Mephisto, real. isn't it? It has to be. It has to be. Also, speaking of like Mephisto and animals, we completely forgot about the rabbit in the, the rabbit. second episode, which was Agnes's rabbit. Yes. His name was Senior Scratchy, like referencing old Scratch, like the devil. And she said that he played Baby Jesus in like the Christmas show or something. Like, yeah. Which that was such a huge rabbit. Like literally my first thought was like that is such a big rabbit. It's a giant and then rabbit. she says that the rabbit played a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's Mephisto. Come on. Yeah, playing baby Jesus too, like another devil, like so devil irony. connection. You know, like it's amazing. I I, I love that they keep doing that. <laughs> so it's like, it was Mephisto just taking form of the rabbit? Is he taking Possibly. form of the stork in this one? Yeah. So maybe he was the stork, and maybe that's why she couldn't make it disappear when, with the red smoke. But. The stork yeah. even hides himself at one point for fun and like <laughs> makes himself look like the picture. <laughs> so that's clearly not like just a normal stork. 
Oh my god. And before before Geraldine actually shows up to the house, Wanda's looking into the baby's room. She's having a moment where like she heard some noise in there and she's like staring at the room down the hallway and it's kind of creepy. And then Geraldine yes. shows up at the door. Yeah. And like, I was so, wondering, like, what's in there? Was that the yeah. stork? Is that the was idea? Was it the stork? Maybe it wasn't the stork at first, but it became the stork. Like, Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a good theory because I really, I I was very concerned. That <laughs> they, was creepy as hell. Like, that, that was like, oh, this is a horror. Okay, I got it. <laughs> this is a horror show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't you know when you went into it? I mean, this is Disney Plus. <laughs> that's all they have. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, and they do a classic. Yeah, such such a sus story, and they do a classic like, oh, we gotta like, I don't want my neighbor to see this and think I'm weird. Like, so they kept trying to stork. Then they go into the baby's room, and the stork is standing in front of the stork's picture perfectly, (laughs) and Geraldine doesn't notice it. She doesn't even notice it when it like comes up next to the couch pulls at her legs <laughs> oh my god yes and it pulls on her legs too but it was like on next to the couch you definitely see it in her peripheral like she just didn't want to see she, it she did not she did not want anything to do with it she was there to talk Wanda. This is just like another another bit yes. of oh, gotta hide me being weird from my normal neighbors, you know. <laughs> but and then um, once Wanda's actually, you know, in... In labor, oh yeah, perfectly logical. This is all natural. <laughs> so she has the baby. Um, well, actually, before we jump into like the whole ending of the episode, the ad in this one was Hydra Soak, like a Hydra soap thing, which, like, I couldn't really tie it much. Like, obviously, like she had to deal with Hydra because of like the whole stuff with Age yeah. of. This one was just more Hydra. Yeah, more Hydra. Like. So I didn't know if there was anything unique about it, aside from it just being another Hydra thing. Yeah, just, I guess, because she was working with Hydra at some point. But yeah, it still relates to events in her life. So. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, the thing is, we didn't, we don't see too much of Wanda's past. So I feel like all of the future or many of the future advertisements aren't going to tie so directly to specific events. Yeah. They're going to be general things. Yeah. There might be like, maybe like an Ultron one or something. That'd be fun. I'd be super down for that. Maybe Maybe even Pietro. (laughs) We're going to get a Thanos themed advertisement. (laughs) Maybe like a crossbones one. 
which also technically is still Hydra because of, like in the beginning of Civil War when she when Crossbones tries to like blow himself yeah. up and she contains it, but then she tosses it up and it blows up the building. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that was know. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Soaks the whole building. But... Yeah. But yeah, but, that, this ad didn't really have anything weird happening in it. Not really. It was a very standard one as far, like compared to the other two. Yeah. It was just here it is. Here the Easter eggs in the name. Like <laughs> And that's all we get. It's all she wrote. Yeah. So then she has the baby. Then Vision shows up and he decides to go with her name, like Tommy, for that baby. But then she she goes back into labor. <laughs> has another baby, yeah, Billy, and then, um, yeah. So she has the twins, um, Tommy and Billy, and then Vision goes outside to talk with the doctor, and like, the doctor ends up saying like that it's hard to escape this place, <laughs> which was sus, and then Vision Extremely was... Extremely sus. <laughs> and then Vision sees the neighbors again by the wall, and he asks them, like, he, he, like, talks to them and notices that they're being weird, and he, then, um, the guy, he says something like, um, oh, yeah, well, that's because we're all, and then Agnes stops him from finishing his sentence, and Vision's like, we're all what? Yeah. He doesn't say. Agnes leaves, and the guy just doesn't say. I mean, that was that was very much breaking out of that little reality <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Another thing, I mean, he literally ran with the doctor at super speed, <laughs> and the doctor didn't notice. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like. <laughs> This is what I'm um, saying. They just shrug off when they show their powers to people. <laughs> yet they try so hard, quote unquote, to hide it. I think that's so funny. Yeah, like why is it that some characters care and then others don't? But um Yeah. And I guess I'm getting like the whole placement of like this one scene wrong. Because it was definitely more towards the beginning after Vision talks to the neighbor the first time, is when he goes inside. And he tells Wanda that something's wrong, and then that things are strange around there. And then she like blinks, and then reverts time a few seconds, and then he ends up like saying something nice to her instead. Like he doesn't talk about that at all. <laughs> Isn't that towards? Is that not towards the end after she's given birth already? I don't think so. I think because I'm just remembering at the end. Um, it's just this like the stuff with Geraldine, and then he comes in. Um, asking about her. And then... We'll get to that. But yeah, this scene, I think... I'm pretty sure was placed earlier. Where she, like, gotcha. makes it go back in time. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to hear about weird things going on in her world. <laughs> yeah, but... um, She gives birth to the two twins, right? And then she's looking at it with Geraldine in there. Yes. Talking about how she had a twin. Yes, she's talking about how she had a twin, Pietro, which she says in, like, her accent, Pietro. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking her accent for that specific scene. And then she sings, like, a lullaby to her babies. Um, And 
um, yeah, then Geraldine mentions, like, oh, yeah, Pietro, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And, which I don't know why she would say that to her. Like, this is such a trigger. Yeah, and... I mean, that's rude to say no matter what. I don't know, but... Yeah, whatever. for real. Like, and she's, like, asking questions. She wants to stick around, and then she, like, says that. And then Wanda doesn't want her there anymore. Meanwhile, outside, the neighbors are telling Vision that they're sus about Geraldine and that she literally doesn't know anybody. She has no family or anything. She just, like, appeared there. She Like, she doesn't belong there. Yeah. And then... Inside, Wanda is like upset about what Geraldine said, and Geraldine's trying to play it off. And then, once Vision goes inside the house, he's like, "Where's Geraldine? Geraldine's not there." And Wanda's like, "Oh, she just left. She just left." Which obviously he would have seen her. Yeah, like he was just outside in the front. There is a back door, but yeah, yeah, and then. Sorry. And then, um, yeah, she says that she left, and then the aspect ratio starts to change back to widescreen. <laughs> That's immediately and, when you know, oh, the episode's ending. Okay. For real. And then we see the outside. We actually see, like, the, the bubble reality thing. And we see Geraldine <laughs> fly, like, she gets, like, <laughs> She yeah. got, like, shot out of it. Like, Wanda kicked her out. And she's just there. And then we see, like, the sword camp and, like, the sword agents, like, running up to her. Yep. Welcome to the real world, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, like, Wanda just kicked her out of her reality because she was causing too much problems. She Which was a little too know. real for her. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And, yeah, and we got to see the outside of Westview a little bit. So that was cool. And got now we're left... Yeah, now we're left wondering, like... So Wanda, like, she does have a lot of control over this place. And she can literally kick people out. Yes. And another thing to know is that when Geraldine gets kicked out... She's still in her 70s, like, clothes and makeup and everything. So that was something that Wanda created in there, and it came out, and it was still real. That's true. So the babies could end up being real and becoming young Avengers that team up with, like, Kate Bishop and Miss Marvel and whoever else later and Ironheart and all the other young Avengers that they're setting up in the MCU. That'd be fun, yeah. Giving so, us just the Young Avengers. So I'm pretty sure the kids are going to end up staying real. But, the, sh- yeah. the movie's going to just be a live-action Next Avengers. <laughs> which, I love that movie quite a lot, so I'd be down for it. Fight Ultron again. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, and yeah, so we know, now we know that things on the outside can come in and get altered. And things on the inside can come out and, like, be real. Like, and their alterations will remain, yeah. Yes. So, like... So these babies, <laughs> yeah, they could very well be real and remain real. But then, what does that mean about Vision? Because, like, clearly all the people on the town are probably real. 
they were either living there or they're part of Sword or they're part of Mephisto's plan. But they're real people there and they're getting manipulated by either Wanda or Mephisto. And then what does that mean for Vision? Like, is his body there? Like, does she have his body in there? And that's yeah, she is altering. What is Vision in this show? And I... why does he think differently than the rest of the characters? Like, he notices things are going wrong. And, you know, it's obviously if he was under control of Wanda, he wouldn't really be acting like that. It's like he's acting for himself, too. Exactly. Like, he questions things outside of her. So... Mm-hmm. I, and, I don't. I don't know. It's it's super odd. And it doesn't seem like he's under Mephisto either, because he's like suspicious of the neighbors. Yeah. So, so like, did Mephisto bring him back to life? Is that how much power Mephisto has? And or, so after he's brought to life, he can just control himself, or or maybe she brought him back to life. I don't know. Like, do you think he's gonna actually be alive at the end of the show? I really hope so. I would like that too, but he literally just died, and we haven't really like mourned him. Like he wasn't even in Endgame; he was just briefly mentioned. And yeah, now we're seeing him here, and it's fun, and it makes sense within the pocket reality. But like, I don't know if he's gonna be alive afterward. Like, I wouldn't mind him being alive later, but yeah, like is. I feel like his body has to be there or something. Like, yeah, like at least his body, right? Or unless it's just all completely an illusion. It's so odd. It could be. It could be. But just imagine his like dead gray body is like just there, animated somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it it it's so so many ways that they can answer vision's presence <laughs> that it, it does make me very curious as to which decision they end up yeah. choosing and yeah so easiest one and Things are really second while we were outside, which makes me think we're going to see more of the outside, at least. A bit. We the fall off. Well, they're here. (laughs) So now would be the time for him to try to take them, right? So, yeah, it makes me think. Like, I guess the show begins now. Like, yeah. Chase is on. Welcome <laughs> to WandaVision. <laughs> like, yeah. Next week, definitely going to see the babies more. And, um, yeah, next week's the 80s. And I just want to know where this is all going, because we know this leads into Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Like, and we know that Spider-Man has multiverse stuff, and so does Doctor Strange. So, 
so we have to expect the show ends with Wanda opening. Yeah, like is this going to be a multiverse related show? At which point <laughs> are we going to see? Like, is Evan Peters actually going to be Quicksilver <laughs> from the you know that universe? Yeah, are we going to see our Quicksilver? Like, I really want him to show up. But I want to see him again. If we could get Vision back, we could get Quicksilver back, like, right? I they mean... already mentioned him, so it's only a matter of time before we see him. Yeah, I feel like in some in some way they. Like if we're ever gonna see him, this would be the moment, the moment to show it. Because I don't yeah. think we'll ever get a Wanda movie or a Scarlet yeah. Witch movie. Like this yeah. show is what we're getting. Yeah, and we know she's gonna appear in Doctor Strange. Yeah, and it she might appear in Spider Man, according to some rumors now. But um, which would make sense since her events are taking effect in that movie. Which, like, everybody thinks, like, there's going to be a big moment at the end of the show, like, which is taken from, like, the House of M comic, where in that, she says, no more mutants, and it alters all of reality, and, like, gets rid of every mutant. But since mutants don't exist in MCU, like... We're not exactly sure what it could be. Like, maybe she'll say something like, no more Avengers. That's, like, what people think. And maybe something's going to happen with the Avengers. And then all this multiverse... Like, she's definitely going to open up, like, the multiverse realities, like, somehow, whether she wants to or not. And we know Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are going to have to deal with it. (laughs) I mean, we're getting X-Men soon, right? Like, that's joining the MCU... Are we going to get mutants in this world? I don't even... But yeah, don't even are we going to get the hint of them in this show? Because like, like, there has to be a reason why they would start coming up when, because they haven't come up before. And like, in the case of like Wanda and Pietro, like, they could go back and say that their mutant genes were dormant and then the Mind Stone awoken them and awoken their abilities. But, like, yeah. for new, newer characters, like, for the X-Men, like, I don't know how they're going to explain it. I don't know, like, how early on they're going to start setting up for that. Like, are they setting up for it in this show, in a future movie? I don't know what yeah. their plan is to start laying the groundwork for introducing future X-Men. Yeah, like, they're probably going to hint towards it, like, across some of these Phase 4 things, but... We're not going to end up seeing that until, like, at least a couple years. Like, probably not until, like, 2024 or something. Yeah, but all in all, um, I don't even know how long the podcast has been running for at this point. But I guess we should probably (laughs) close out because I feel like it's already been. I don't even know how long. I I guess we should have It's been a fat minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's three episodes. I mean we're getting a lot there. It's gonna be way shorter the next um, future episodes, just because we're only you know we're working with twenty minute episodes at that point. Yeah. But all in all, I will say I was very happy with these first three episodes, and I'm very excited to see where this all goes. Yes, this is so exciting. Like there's so many Easter eggs, so many things going on, and. Just looking out for Mephisto like sightings every week, and 
seeing like now we have the twins and maybe we'll see them grow. I just want to see Pietro. Powers, or at least be, I don't know, get some references about it. Probably, yeah. They'll probably do their powers like as babies and not be able to control it correctly. And then Wanda and Vision are going to have to deal with it. Some Jack Jack stuff, yeah. Literally Jack Jack. (laughs) 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 So that'll be fun. But yeah, all right. Um, Thanks, guys, for listening. This is our first episode. Um, tune in for future episodes you'll catch us on YouTube and on Spotify we'll link it in the description because we don't have anything yet (laughs) later